Hey, this is Bruce Boudreaux, and you're listening to Empty Betters with Nick Mack and Harrison. But listen, what about um, something like, uh, hey, listen, we're the Empty Betters, and you want to lose your money, you bet on us. Everybody and welcome back to episode 140 of Empty Betters. I'm your host Harrison Scholes. I'm going to toss it across the screen to my co-host Nick Manella. What's going on, my friend? Not a whole lot, man. We got a whole bunch to talk about here today. Got a great interview guest. I'm fired up for episode 140. I know, pretty crazy. Yeah, it's weird to say that out loud, kind of. Um, I am now going to toss it across the screen to my other co-host up in Wisconsin, Mac Vogel. What's going on, my friend? How are we doing, everybody? I'm doing well. Uh, living life. It is freezing cold here already. It's really <laughs> like 25 with wind chill or some shit. So loving that. Uh, yeah, that's that's the update here. The weekly weather report up in Wisconsin when we compare our 47 degrees on a crisp night versus yours 25. We'll take that any day, I guess. Really missing the uh, the warmer weather here, as we all know. Hopefully, Definitely. I'll be out there playing pond hockey soon, though. That's the only thing. I'm like, if it's going to be cold, might as well just get like real cold so I can go do that. Yeah, ODR. One or the other, no in-betweens, right? Yeah, that's how it works up there. Um, before we get started, just want to say a big thank you to everybody who came out to Don't Know Tavern last week um, for the Thursday night watch party caps. Leafs, that was a great time. We really enjoyed seeing everybody who listens uh can't thank kyle enough the owner of don't know tavern uh for letting us host there it was a great time it was great to hang out with everybody great to see you two last week as always um got to go to the caps game on wednesday night saw mac fire off thirty thousand live bets all of which maybe two hit that was awesome i had a great time watching that and uh yeah it was just a cool week to get things kicking off for hockey season for sure so tiring week, but a lot of fun, um, some hard miles on us, but uh, getting to go to the Caps game together. That was our first game. The three of us have been to uh, in person since mm-hmm. we started the show. So that was a ton of fun as well. Just wait till we get to a Milwaukee Admirals game. Yeah, true. No, that was a that was a blast. Shout out to uh, my dad for making that one happen. And um, hopefully there'll be many more to come. Yeah, big shout out to Big Vogues. Absolutely. Uh, I really appreciate all the hospitality. Thank you very much. Um, Doesn't go unnoticed by us. Uh, Before we get rolling today, we just want to remind you guys that this episode is brought to you by Brackish Life. Let's take a minute to talk about Brackish Life. If you're like us and grew up on the water and outdoors, then Brackish Life is perfect for you. They have a wide selection of gear from UV shirts to hoodies and hats. It's Real Bay Apparel made by Real Bay People. Head to www.brackish.life today to check them out. A little salty, a little fresh, brackish life. Do we have a QOTD or is that hidden on the... I just put one in there because Mac's usually really good at coming up with stuff on the hop. So if he's got one, let's rip it. If not, we can just move on. Mac, does your brain have anything quick off the fly? All right, all right. Uh, (laughs) Bitch. Yeah, (laughs) so check it out. Let's see. Um, What is... What is like the most vanilla ice cream house chore of all time? Laundry. Like, I'm not saying it's like your least favorite one. I'm not saying it's your favorite, but just what, what's like a house chore that you like you did all the time growing up that you're like, dude, that was like just, just mind numbingly like stupid and like bland. I got mine. Well, Nick, it sounds like you got yours. Laundry. Easy. Laundry. Yeah. Fair. Uh, I'm going to go with doing the dishes. I fucking hate doing the dishes. It drives me absolutely batty. See, but is I don't there like... worse ones is my point. Like, oh, like, is that somewhere in the middle where you're just like, oh, this is like bad, but like, it's not like your least favorite necessarily. I used to hate having to like cut the grass because it would take me a long ass time to get it done. But like after a while, you kind of like enjoy it because you just go out there and like crank your tunes and just See, rock out for my a friends hours. And I, actually when i was in baltimore this discussion came up and we we're talking about like best best house chore worst house chore and then just like a mind-numbingly dumb one and like 
unanimously everyone was like cutting the grass rules like it's it's it does oh, kind of suck it it sucks in some ways like if it's a really hot day and it does take a while and it's, it is like a whole thing like you have to commit like a solid amount of time for it but you're kind of just in your zone like listening to tunes and shit you ever um, sat on a riding lawnmower with like a mini cooler at your feet i mean see that sounds like the dream i didn't have a riding mower because my lawn wasn't all that big i just had the push guy but still i had a good time yeah. doing it got but you got a you got a hand like that's you push with one hand that's true yeah <laughs> I'll, I'll put you guys on the spot let's play fuck mary kill you got vacuum laundry. vacuum what just like the whole house or just va- like your mom vacuuming you to go vacuum the, the like bottom floor carpets or okay. like what yeah. It, yeah vacuum laundry um this one might be specific. Maybe it's just a household I grew up, but you ever get asked to clean the windows? I was going to say like like spraying glass. Spray, spray glass. And, and yeah, like me, Mar- me, all the mirrors and windows in the house. Yes. I used, yeah. Fuck, Mary kill, windows, vacuum, laundry. Do you ever have to go like, sorry. Uh, no, last answer one. The, yeah. Um, okay. I'll answer the question. I am going to <laughs> fuck laundry, <laughs> Mary cutting the grass because- that, that wasn't always... an option, was it? No. What is he talking about? What was did, it then? What am I mixing it up with? Just say vacuuming, vacuuming, laundry, laundry and, and Windex. Windows. Okay, Windows is last. Like so I'm, you'd kill I'm it. killing. I'm killing Windows. I'm. There's a joke to be made here, but I'm gonna <laughs> fuck vacuuming. <laughs> there you go. And there you go. Okay. All right. Let me hear yours. Mac I would. I would say. Um, Loki, I'm killing. Yeah, I'm killing the windows, but I'm gonna marry the. I'm gonna marry the vacuum. It just seems like a wholesome, like you know, <laughs> nothing like a good clean carpet, you know. Uh, and then yeah, I'll fuck the laundry. Like laundry could be sexy, I suppose. I'm in the same boat as Mac. I second that. Nick, what were you gonna say before? My uh, like, did you ever have to go on the roof to clean out gutters, like as a child? Uh, no, my dad actually was too particular about how he did that, so I okay. never got to. I just took a hockey stick and tried to like fish the ball out. <laughs> there you go. Um, okay, that went off the rails. I do think it's worth mentioning that our guest today is Turk um, from the Icebox, his new daily show on Twitter. If you guys haven't seen that, go check it out. I was on there last week. It's a great program. Um, we've had Turk on before. It's the second time on the show, um, so go give him a follow on twitter if you haven't already he's been red hot to start the nhl season uh he's one of the best followers i can't emphasize that enough that will be in the middle of the episode real quick we're just going to fly through some nhl news uh the philadelphia flyers extended travis sandheim on an eight-year deal worth 50 million dollars uh mac is doing the orb of confusion hand motion which i think we can all agree with dumb like what are you doing i don't know but they are undefeated so i guess we can't laugh um but like two games but like they're undefeated yeah and tortorella is there so who knows well they're huge dogs tonight against the lightning they They are the night that we're recording this anyway yes um curious to see how that goes uh fun fact the detroit red wings third line of oscar sunquist Elmer Salderbaum and Michael Rasmussen is the largest in NHL history. They had an average of six foot six, 230 pounds. That is absolutely wild. Soderblom six, eight. That is a big dude. (laughs) Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. When I saw that stat, that was a little eye opening. Um, What was the, what was the flyers line back in the day? The Legion of doom. Legion Legion of doom. Yeah, Yeah. There it is. Thought they'd be up there, but guess not. Um, all right, let's talk. So, so far through the season, uh, the Dallas Stars, they remain undefeated. They got their stud in Jake Ottinger and net. As of October 18th, the Stars, Bruins, Hurricanes, and Knights are all undefeated. I would say three of those four teams we completely dismissed in the preseason rankings. What are your guys' thoughts on the undefeated team so far? I think the Flyers are added there, by the way. I might be wrong. I can't remember. I wanted to put them in there, but like I saw the whole two game thing. Um, okay, fair. Yeah. I'll give it you still that. counts. We'll throw the Flyers in there. Uh, to me, this is just the stars are making it work right off the hop. Whereas, like, 
Harry, what was our big bet coming into 2019? It was like we were all over Stars puck line yep. for whatever reason, and they just missed it like seven straight. It's like now would be the time to do that. So I this a, a couple of these I'm like oh shoot I might have been wrong and a couple of these I'm like nah it'll work out the way I like thought it would stars will fall off I still think they're gonna be bad I stand by my predictions there Bruins eh, kind of same thing I still think they're kind of gonna be bad eventually uh, Hurricanes they're good and they will be good the Knights is really the only one where I'm like, I might be wrong about this team. I actually think they could be good and they can like, I think I said they were going to miss the playoffs. Uh, if I did say that I might be wrong. I'm also, even though I hate the Knights, I have Logan Thompson on my fantasy team and he already has a shutout and like another goal or another game where he only let in like one goal. I think he might like lead the league in like save percentage right now because of that, obviously small sample size, but I don't know. Harry, you're you're gonna like hearing this because I know you're the resident Knights fan on the podcast. But like, just because I have Thompson on my team, and it's kind of a cool story. Like, they don't oh, have yeah. a goalie, and now he has to like prove himself. Like, yeah, it, I, I don't it, know. I'm coming around a little bit. Where I'm, I mean, I'm gonna have to root for the Knights a little bit this year because of him. Like, I need him to win games. So they're uh, a fun team. Yeah, they're fun. It's got Eichel. It's got the Logan Thompson story. I love Shea Theodore. I have I Castle too. Fun. Yeah, Castle. You do like, have Castle. It's a fun team. Like, come on, Nick. You know you want to hop no, on No, I don't <laughs> hop on wagons, says the king of it. Like, I'm not yeah. going to do that. Like, yeah. Until I December, die. Till by I December, die. Mac will be like, fuck the Knights. I can't I'm not them. officially hopping on. I'm just saying I, I like what they're doing. For your own be self better than I thought they were. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, speaking of teams who are not hot at the moment, uh, the Minnesota Wild, they lost to the Avalanche last night for their third straight loss. They have let in 20 goals in three games played this season. Marc-Andre Fleury does not look himself at all. What do you guys make of what's going on in Minnesota? I just want to say I had them listed as my overrated team. Uh, an interview guest coming in a couple of weeks who we we're actually interviewing shortly said that I should take that back. And I would politely say I might be right right now. Yeah, I think you can say you are right right now because 20 in the first like three games, really? It's bad. It's definitely bad. Like It's really bad. And I think how vocal both Zuccarello and Flurry have been about the situation really tells you a lot. And I think more so than in recent years, we're seeing a lot of players come out and say, like, I'm just fed up with being on you know, teams that aren't playing well or they're criticizing themselves or their teammates, not necessarily in a bad way, but just in a way of saying like, we know we're not playing well. We know we need to pick it up. They draw, they let the Rangers score a touchdown on them. They let the LA Kings score a touchdown on them. And then last night they let the Avalanche score a touchdown on them without kicking the extra point. So yeah, things are not looking great in Minnesota right now. Like sometimes like hockey's a, you guys know this well. Sometimes you just get speed bagged. It happens, but it shouldn't happen to a team like that their first three games of the year. Yeah. Yeah. Kaprizov's still money, but yeah, I would agree. Yeah. Um, and the offense has kind of been there a little bit. Like they've scored some goals. It's not like they're losing all these games seven nothing or whatever, but yeah, they've scored at least three goals in every game. Right. Um, they scored six against the Kings. So that's not so, bad at all. So, you know, if you're a Wild fan, you're listening right now, it's not all doomsday. It's just like you have one part of your game that you need to really figure out. And, I mean, on the bright side, it should be the one that you're supposed to be good at. I mean, you have Flurry. The defense, from what I recall off the top of my head, I feel like isn't that bad in Minnesota. No, um, we, we didn't hate on it all that much. No, so, Spur Spurgeon. So uh, I don't know. Wild fans, I don't think it's time to hit the panic button. I think, you know, this might just be like a coaching thing that just needs to like get figured out. You got to work in Laviolette's words. You guys need to work through some things in the room and then uh, it shuffle be- the lines buy in. You know, who was it? Yeah, was it Trent Dilfer that had that hilarious quote that was like, you can't lose in the NFL and expect to win. It's like you can't <laughs> give up seven goals all the time and expect to win hockey games. So once they figure that out, I think they'll be fine. That is also true. 
Um, Evgeny Kuznetsov has been suspended one game following his high stick on Kyle Burrows. To be honest with you, I have not seen the clip yet. It was kind of a wild week into, weekend into the week for me. But what did you guys think of this sussy without going on a 10-minute soliloquy? All right, real quick, I do think that this deserved a suspension. Um, Kuznetsov wasn't even maybe supposed to play yesterday. Apparently, he was like there was some sort of like nagging injury or something. But anyway, he played, and then he did a stupid like he was getting pushed a little bit in the corner. It wasn't even anything egregious, but he got pushed a little, and he it honestly looked more like Malkin than anything out there, where he just gets so fed up oh, about. Don't like, bring my team into your team's suspension. Okay, here. all right, but you Thank know you. what I mean. Like he's an emotional player. Like if you like mess with him too much, he's gonna like get. He's Russian with an ego. Yeah, we get yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. So he like swung his stick recklessly and. My thing is there was a lot of people freaking out on Twitter saying like, this is egregious. Like he deserves like 10 games or like kick him out of the league. Like all these freaking people. And it's like, dude, okay. He swung his stick recklessly. Kuznetsov is also not a dirty player by any means. I don't know that he's ever been suspended before. Maybe once for like something similar. Um, not, not suspended for anything like that, but, um, Oh yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah. True. Um, but Yikes. again, he's, again, he's not a dirty player is the point. Um, and I don't even think he knew he hit the guy in the face. I think he literally just like swung his stick and like thought some people on Twitter are still trying to claim he hit him in like the chest or something. I think he got him in the face, but he definitely did. It was bad. I'm okay with a game. I honestly feel lucky. He only got a game. He probably could have gotten like two or three, but it is what it is. I completely agree with uh, what you just said. I saw it live. I was like, hey, that's going to be a one game minimum. I think we're probably looking at two here. And I was surprised they went with one just because it is it's two hands on the stick up and around the face. It's a reckless play. Yeah. Regardless of his intent, he shouldn't be swinging a stick around like that. And more than that, you just you can't be like retaliating like that. You can't get pissed at people like that on the ice. Definitely. Nick, I think you have a quote of the week to share with our listeners. I do. I actually have two, but winner of Hockey Quote of the Week goes to Brendan Gallagher. He was doing an interview. I don't know what the context of the question was. I guess someone was asking him why he's so gritty or something, but he said, as a kid, I liked seeing people in pain. So every time I'd see my grandpa, I'd punch him in the nuts. That's a very interesting way to live your life, I guess. I don't know what else to say other than that. It's just like, Makes sense. Really? You hit your grandpa right in the dick? Just <laughs> Well, I mean, when you watch Brendan Gallagher play, I, I guess it makes sense. Maybe. Right. Like, I'm they kind of not him, shocked. They don't call him Peepaw for a reason. <laughs> God damn it. Um, my good. backup, my uh, honorable mention for quote of the week was, uh, did you guys see that Connor Bedard hit where he's carrying the puck into the offensive zone yeah. and just runs someone over? Apparently, he had a hot mic and told the kid to get shit on. Um, <laughs> that's awesome. So, oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah. So if a 17-year-old runs you over and then tells you to get shit on, uh, that's a pretty good t- one, too. I'm sure that kid was really sick of seeing himself on SportsCenter, and he's probably hurting a little bit, too which before we move on is probably why he needs to hear all about the cane revive shoe. Uh, so let's take a tech a second for some rest and recovery from cane footwear. The cane revive is made with bounce back foam created from Brazilian sugar cane as a renewable resource. Sugar cane helps reduce greenhouse gases by capturing CO2 as it grows. Cane's unique bounce back foam provides ideal balance for cushioning and support to help your body renew. Head to the link in our bio to get a pair of the best shoes you will ever own. We are going to toss it off to Turk right now. And we are now pleased to have Turk from the No Head Show on the Empty Betters podcast once again. One of the few reoccurring guests we have. It's an honor. Thank you. Appreciate it for joining us. Thanks for having me back. Great. Yeah, no problem. Um, so we obviously wanted to talk a little bit about the upcoming NHL season. We're recording this a uh, couple days, I think three days, right before the Sharks and Predators kick it off overseas. So yeah. that's exciting. Um, but before we get into the hockey talk, I want to chat a little bit of football with you just because we're in the heart of the season. We just finished week four. You're the number one ranked NFL sharp on sharp rank right now, and you're red hot. So I just want to hear your <laughs> thoughts about you know what you've seen so far this NFL season. So uh, a lot of unders, and I'm an under guy. Uh, I, 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 it, 
it feels great to hit an under because you are sweating every single play of that game. And I sit there and I watch the clock and I'm yelling, you know, or, you know, but um, seen a lot of unders, uh, you know, the season it's, it's, it's been the reverse for me last several years. I've been on fire in college and NFL has been tough. So this year I've been good. Um, I like to watch, I'm a line watcher in the NFL. I like to see where the lines go with the bet percentages. Um, I also have a model that I built that kind of gives me a little predictions, but I'm a line watcher and I like to see what it's telling you, especially like in the hour or so leading up to a game. Uh, I like to watch the juice on the spreads with the percentages because it kind of tells you where the sharp money is coming in and where it might go. Uh, so that's how I've done a little bit of the stuff I've done. Uh, divisional unders. Uh, between 45 and 55 it was eight and one going into this weekend and i've had all of them uh huh. the raiders the raiders um game this weekend lost so it's eight and two now oh don't um, talk to harry about the raiders don't get them started raiders guy? <laughs> i've been I, well i won big on the raiders this past weekend but i got burned by them when they played the cardinals week two so yeah over oh, that huge comeback right yeah yep yeah, yep i've seen a bunch of those yeah um so, yeah, now we're headed kind of heading into – I can't even believe it. We're heading into week five of NFL. Yeah. Um, I haven't looked too much. I know this is the Thursday night game. I haven't looked too much at it. It's the Colts and the uh, – uh, It's Broncos. The Broncos. Broncos, yeah. Of course, this guy knows. The, the, are you a Denver guy? I'm a the, Colts uh, guy. Yeah, oh, Colts guy, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, the Colts, they went out and they got Matt Ryan, and they thought that was going to solve their problems, but – it was like two years line. too late or like four years too late. He's a stats guy, but he just loses. You know, I mean, he went to Boston College. He's got losing blood in his veins. Uh, and he just uh, he's been out to a bad start there. He brought so, his uh, inability to close in the red zone from Atlanta to Indy. Yep. <laughs> I'm just curious. Do you ever like watch any of the ESPN or like Fox like betting shows like the Daily Wage or anything like that? I do. Um I just discovered it. Um, I watched the one, uh, what's it called? So sometimes in the morning I will watch it. Is What's it called? I only watched the one called Daily Wager. That's like the 5.30 p.m. one. On yeah, that's, so that's the one I've seen. Occasionally, like when I'm, uh, you know, working at the bar or something, it's on, I'll watch it. But I don't watch it regularly. No. Okay. Because I was going to say that divisional stat that you just pulled, that's stuff that you don't really ever hear from them. They're just always talking about the basic stuff, you know, like. Yeah, well, they're trying to get. Yeah. So this is, you know, kind of a it's a paid subscription. I have to uh, sports insights and uh, you can build all these things. Oh, okay. So let me look quick. I'll look really quick and see if there are any this weekend. I'm not sure. The Ravens and the Bengals. I'll be at that one. I can tell you that's got me sweating a little bit. I will also be there. Baltimore, Cincinnati, total 48 and a half. So there you go. NFL divisional unders between 45 and 55. It is eight and two this year and 397 and 314 since 2005. I feel like I just unlocked like some like matrix hack of like what, <laughs> what I'm going to end up doing this weekend. But no, that's that's interesting, especially with, you know, those two offenses going at it and how bad the Ravens are defensively. So I'm going to any others. Oh, you got the Yeah, that defense has been brutal. For um, yes, yeah, you got forty eight and a half. It's a big number, so you know you can give up a few things. Uh, what other games are out there this? Week? I like going for the teasers. You know, you get a little extra wiggle room. So the only time points. I would I would do a teaser um, is if you can move it through both numbers. You can move it through a seven and a three. So if uh, you know if you got a, a, a like right now, you got the Packers are eight point favorites over the Giants. So to me, that's a great opportunity to take the Packers through the touchdown, through the field goal. You can make them a one and a half point favorite. I like to do that. I, I look for numbers like that. Uh, Jacksonville minus seven, even though they're playing well, I still can't, I still can't trust Jacksonville. Um, yeah. I feel didn't didn't Lawrence put the ball on the ground like three times last week. Anyways, fumbled the ball four times. I think this weekend, like yeah. that Ravens Bengals one, for example, you could get the under to under 56, which feels pretty safe. And you could get like either Ravens plus four and a half or Bengals plus 10 and a half, which I don't hate either of those. Yeah. The Bengals to 10. I, I, I like that. Um, or you could take your, the single, uh, you know, Tom Brady's a single guy now and you can take the <laughs> eight and a half down to uh, six two. Yeah. You know, I don't know if he's concentrating now what he's doing, but I just saw, I was looking at the odds because obviously, they have odds already out of who's next girlfriend is. 
Oh my god! That's oh my god! Bridget Monahan's plus four thousand. I feel oh like she'll be the next one. That's but if unreal. it's like, but if it's the next like wife, Ugh. doesn't that kind of feel like it's like they got a kid? Maybe it makes life easier. Maybe it goes back to her. Wow. But uh, the number one person on the list plus fourteen hundred, Taylor Swift. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, come on! And you know who Giselle's favorite is? Pete, Pete David Davidson. Davidson. Oh, now, he's the most disgusting person alive. <laughs> I feel like I have a chance if that happens. Oh, yeah, right? God, what's yeah? What's go. the what's the line for Tur? <laughs> exactly. I mean, Pete Davidson's in there. Oh, I mean, Bra- Brady did go to Michigan. We all know they like Taylor Swift. So, did you oh, guys yeah. see? Yeah. They I saw earlier there was a screenshot of Brady's Twitter from like a couple months ago, and his bio is family and football, and now it's just football. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually really funny. Yeah, this has probably been going on for a little while, I bet. Uh, I think this, it's probably just getting out to us now. But, yeah, yeah I don't know what it's about. You know, they say they got to do an epic fight, uh, and it's not necessarily about him coming back this year, but I don't believe that. I think that was probably the final straw. But she hasn't wanted it, you know, in his defense, and I don't like to defend the guy because I do think he's a little nuts. <laughs> he married a football player. Right. Yeah. I mean, she married a football. This is what he does. If like he was an attorney, would she be begging him to retire right now? So he is playing longer than anyone ever expected any football player would last. But he's a football player. And once it's over, it's over. He probably didn't need to pull the rug out from underneath her and, you know, retire for 40 days and then pull the rug. Out. That probably wasn't the right thing to do. Uh, <laughs> it's all about delivery. <laughs> single guy now, a single guy trolling Tampa Bay with two two three kids now yeah uh last football question i'll ask you and i'll keep it kind of on topic do you think it's crazy to say that maybe the bucks could go to the super bowl this year i don't think it's crazy although you gotta worry about defensively i mean the chiefs lit them up this past weekend but once he gets the receivers back the 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 problem is, is their offensive line and he's gonna he's 45 he's gonna get killed um that's their that's their problem uh their offensive line but if they could figure that out I mean, you know, he can make, you know, chicken salad out of chicken shit uh, and he's got good receivers. So if they could figure a little something out with that line, they'll score points. Uh, but the question is, can they stop anybody? Because that was 41 points they gave up. I know Chiefs, yeah. Chiefs can do it, but, but the Chiefs got 17 off the, your Colts last week, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't. Yeah. So 41 yep. in Tampa Bay, too. Yeah, Ryan Jensen's a huge loss on that O-line. He is one of the best, if not the best, centers in the NFL. Yeah, is he out for the year? I don't know if it's for the year, but I know he's he's out long term. I also can't believe they played that game in Tampa Bay. Yeah. I know, right? Yeah. People forget. <laughs> I know. Um, so obviously moving on to the hockey stuff, hockey podcast, but we always like to chat a little football. That's always a good time. Yeah. Um I know that you, along with a lot of other Boston guys that we were following, were very vocal about the whole Cassidy situation up yeah. there for the Bruins. I'm just curious to hear what you're, you know, for maybe our audience who hasn't heard your opinion, maybe you want to share it. Yeah, I mean, I, to me, what it, I do feel like this is a Bergeron Krejci thing. Uh, how Don Sweeney keeps his job, but Bruce Cassidy loses his. Bruce Cassidy was coaching what Sweeney gave him and you know you go in with that season into that season last year and I didn't think the Bruins are all that great um the all the free agency signed uh, you know Nick Felino. what did Nick I mean who who was the guy on defense what's his name I always uh third line third third pairing guy he was probably their best pickup um I can't think of his name right now I want I, I'm drawing a blank uh pro, pro, doesn't matter um but I don't understand how Sweeney keeps his job with the horrific drafting he's done. Trades haven't really, I mean, the Charlie Coyle deal is probably a good deal. You know, they signed him to long-term and paying him way too much money to be a third line center. That was, that was a great trade that they, that he made, but you look at that 2015 draft, that miss in the 2015 draft is the reason the Bruins didn't win the Stanley cup in 2019 because they passed, they had what, three picks in a row. Right. And Jake DeBrusque is all they're going to get out of that. Um, and they passed on Barzell three. I mean, the number of guys who signed a monster deal with the Islanders today. And listen, the draft is not an exact science. You don't expect to hit on all three of those. But when you see all the big names that kind of went one pick after, 10 picks after, Jesus, they would have liked to have seen you get one of them. I mean, he drafted a guy that when they took him, what's his name? Zach Seneshin, right? 
who just re-signed yeah. an AHL contract yep. today with uh, Jersey's affiliate, who was mm-hmm. projected to go like in the second round, and, and nobody else had him. So I think Cassidy got a raw deal. Uh, they say rumor has it that Sweeney did not want to fire him because he originally was told he was safe. Right. Sweeney did not want to fire him. A couple of players went around Sweeney to Neely and said, we don't want him, and Neely fired him. So hmm. I'm disappointed in Cam Neely if that is true. But, uh, you know, and if you fire him, I think, you know, Jacobs, you got to say, all right, Neely and Sweeney, you, you got rid of my coach, who I'm probably still paying something to. You two guys better do something here uh, this year. Or, you know, maybe it's you two that are the problem. I, I mean, I, I'm shocked Sweeney got re-signed and cast the other. But he landed on he landed in his feet what seven days later in Vegas. Yeah. So that just goes to show you uh, that you know there were other teams out there. They were like, yeah, he wasn't the problem in Boston, and he was not the problem. He went up against a Carolina team that was a hundred times better than them in the playoffs and took him nothing. seven games too. <laughs> Did it go seven? Was it? Seven? Yeah, yeah. I home think it went home seven, team yeah. won every game in that series. That's but, right. You're right. Yeah. Um, that's right. And he took him to seven against a team that they were they were not better than. So yeah. I, I think it's a, he got a raw deal. I'll be rooting for him in Vegas. I'm still rooting for the Bruins. Like I'm, I'm not that upset about it. It's not my dad or anything, but uh, <laughs> I think he yeah. got a raw deal. So what do you think of the team this year? I know we just did our division previews. And if my memory uh, served me correctly, I think we were a little harsh on these guys, or at least we're a little up in the air. Not sure exactly what to expect from this team. So, you know, I think when healthy, they've got a really good top six. Uh, but remember, they don't have uh, Marshand, McAvoy, or Gruslick to start the season. Now, they said that Marshand and McAvoy are skating and they appear to be a little bit ahead of schedule. But I think Marshand was November and McAvoy was December originally. So they're going to play the month of October without these guys. And if you look at the divisions and how hard it is to make the playoffs in the NHL this year, um, any year now. Especially in the East, right? Yeah. I mean, you look at that Metropolitan Division. Boy, oh, boy, I'd hate to be in that division. Um you got Tampa Bay, you got Florida, Toronto in this division. If you fall too far behind, you know, the Red Wings got better. Buffalo got better. Red uh, Wings got, are dangerous, sneaky yeah, dangerous. You've got the Metropolitan Division who you're, you know, lining up with. Uh, you can't fall too far behind or you're going to, you're going to find yourself outside. Um, you know, Bergeron is back and, you know, he's still a great player, but he's 37, right? Eventually he's going to start to, I already think he's lost a little bit, but he still had an incredible season last year. Krejci comes back, and um, everyone's talking about Krejci like, holy shit, we've got this great addition to our team. Guy was here 14 years, and I was a supporter of the guy. I used to stick up for the guy when everyone was shitting on him his last two, three years here. But now he's back, three years old, you know, 37, whatever, and now everyone's like, wow, this is the piece that we need. And a year off. Yeah, he played a year. (laughs) Not a year off, but like – yeah, but it's not NHL. I mean, yeah. it's yeah. kind of like you'd see the baseball players. The guys who couldn't hack it here were washed up. They go play in the Japanese league and hit 300. Yeah. Like, there's a reason all the best players are here. So, does Krejci have value? Sure. But would I be like, wow, we're we're a cup contender now because we got Krejci back? Yeah, I don't know about that. But um, I think they'll be, once they get all their guys back, December, yeah, they'll be a good team. But the question is, what happens in October, November? I mean, the big signing for them in the offseason had to be Pavel Zaka. That's a move that I think everyone in this, you know, on this call wanted him coming to their respective teams. I don't think any of us were excited that the Bruins got him because I think he fits (laughs) that system so well. And that just screams trouble for everyone else if he's healthy and that team stays healthy. Yeah. Uh, So he must be going to be the third. Is he going to play the third line? Right now they have daily faceoff has him slotted as your top left wing, but I'm sure that's okay. going to change before the okay. season starts. Yeah. So I thought DeBrusque was going to play with, with, well, that's because they're missing Marsh. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're going to have Pasternak, Krejci and Hall together, which should be a really good line, but Hall got hurt in the last preseason game. He's week to week this. Yep. Yep. So it's, you know, now you don't have Taylor Hall, you know, right. just, no, you know. Now, so now that's probably why they stuck Zaka with Krejci and Pasternak, at least on daily face off. Cause they're like, we don't know where this guy's going to be. Yeah. So if, if they get it, when they have their top six, they've got a good top six. And then, you know, your third line, if you got Coyle and Craig Smith, who didn't really have a great year last year, but I like Craig Smith and I like Charlie Coyle because he does a lot of things for you that maybe don't show up in the stat sheet. Uh, he's a good defender, good penalty killer. Uh, 
face-off guy. He's pretty good. Yes, they're paying him too much money. But I don't blame Charlie Coyle for that. I mean, if the Bruins called me right now and offered me $3 million to go play, I'd take it. I couldn't do a damn thing. So I don't blame the player. It's, hey, the Bruins said, you want $6 million to stick around? And he said, sure. Yeah. So, I, I, you know, I think they'll be fine. They'll get, they're going to fight for a playoff spot. I hope they can pull it off. And I'm just worried about the first month of the season. So I know last time we had spoke, um, I think I was the one who asked the question, you know, we love hearing about the sleeper teams, the underdog teams that you can kind of profit off of. I believe if memory serves correct, you were a big Ottawa guy last year. I played Ottawa a lot and I hit the big <laughs> too. I think I yeah. hit a plus 300 one night. So yeah, we'll see once we and get And they got better too. Huh? They got, they got better too. Yeah, they did. I think I played them a couple of times. I played them a bunch and we hit a couple. Uh, yeah, so we'll be looking for big dogs again. Uh, you know, Montreal, I'm looking at them. Uh, they're probably the only team in the division. I don't think got better. Um, but I, yeah, gonna, I, I like to play the dogs. I don't play big favorites. I don't. Yeah. I was going to ask, is there a team that maybe sticks out to you that could maybe be your Ottawa Senators, for lack of a better term, this year? The underdog team? I think Detroit. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. I think they're Detroit, sneaky. I think Detroit got better. I don't know. I, I think the Islanders are, are going to be good, but they might not be that. They might not sneak up on a lot of people. Like I think Detroit will the devils. He was, I watched a little bit of them playing the um, Bruins last night in the preseason and watching Hugh, uh, Hugh skate just so smooth and so fast. Dougie Hamilton, you know, they have star power on that team. I'm trying to, who's their goalie. They've got Vitek Vanacek now from the Caps, but they've also got um, oh, yeah. they've still got around. Mac Blackwood too. Yeah, he's not bad. Um, because I was looking and I forgot that Jack Campbell went to Edmonton. Yeah, it's Boy, it was a carousel. They could be tough now, though. They it was be, a big goalie carousel this offseason for sure. They could be the, I mean the downfall is them, <laughs> they couldn't keep the puck out of the net with uh the way they score goals. If they have a goalie that can play. They could be dangerous. Yeah, if he stays Maple healthy Leafs. and consistent, then hell yeah, they could. Yeah, definitely. Now, Toronto Maple Leafs are a funny team um, <laughs> because they lost Always. Campbell. And I look, they got some, Samsonov, Samsonov, however you pronounce his name, and Matt Murray is their goalie. <laughs> yeah. So they have two, like, guys who could be good but could also be terrible. Yeah. We were talking about that on our division previews. Like, if that – like, the ceiling and the – basement for how that could go for them is Absolutely. like just yeah. and, and if it goes as bad as it could go for them like they could like they yeah. could miss the playoffs yeah yes. they could literally implode hard if that it is if, it is fun to watch them continue to play <laughs> year after year after year yeah. i mean the year they lost to montreal that was just hilarious because that montreal team was not good no now, they made it to the cup but they had that was the year they got to come out of canada they won't you know, yeah, that was um, bullshit. Who did they lose to in the first round last year, which I just loved it? Uh, Tampa, right? It was Tampa, I think. Was it Tampa? They okay. took Tampa seven, and John Tavares couldn't get a freaking goal on the board. And they, until they game had, seven. they, I think they were up three, two, three games to two. They on were. Tampa, and then they lost two straight to lose the series, I think. So who did you guys pick to win the Atlantic Division? Uh, who did I pick? I think we each picked somebody i picked toronto i think because i'm as even though like i do love like the leafs banter i'm i'm just a huge austin matthews fan i like him a lot but you could they could win the division easily doesn't mean they're gonna win the series but they could win the division i think i I said tampa again yeah they'll probably fall off a little bit but i still think they'll probably find a way to win that division yeah i i kind of lean that too. tampa win it um I could see Florida doing it, um, but then Tampa. I just look at that and I say, in a seven-game series, you got to beat Vasilevsky four times. Yep, that's what I'm saying. Also, like just Vasilevsky during the regular season is going to play again most of their games. Right I, I mean, he'll he'll probably yeah they'll probably win a shitload of games again. Like they will. I felt like a couple times last year during the regular season he didn't care all that much. You know they played so many games. And it's again, this is so you got Stanley Cup champ, Stanley Cup champ, Stanley Cup loser. They've been to the cup three years in a row, three really long seasons that has to eventually catch up with them. And maybe this will be the year. But I just still look, they still have got some high end talent on the team. And you've got arguably the best goalie in the yep. game. And they added some pieces too. Like they yeah, didn't, yeah. It's going to be hard to take them out. But Florida, you know, Florida's good. 
Uh, Bobrovsky makes me a little nervous. Uh, Spencer Knight was really up and down last year. You know, they got, they let, uh, you know, they traded uh, Huberto, but they got Kachuk. Yeah. Who numbers match, uh, probably a little more grit to him as well. So the He's Florida should be the same. I'm just, I'm worried a little bit about the goal, goaltending. But other than that, you know, I think it's Florida's, Tampa's, Toronto, probably in, in some combination of those three. And then, uh, you know, the Bruins are fighting for that last wild card. Yeah, Bruins, maybe wings, sneaking up. Who knows? Yeah. We'll see. It's the Iser plan. That dude, he knows how to win. One yeah. question I always like to ask people before the season officially starts, just because, you know, it's, it's fun to look back at the end of the season and, and see what the answer was, is, you know, who do you kind of have your eyes on in terms of a Stanley Cup matchup and maybe a Stanley Cup winner? So... If you were to ask me, who would I take to win the conference round? Because then that's basically your Stanley Cup. Yeah. Who are the two teams? I think the Rangers got a really good shot. That's who I picked. I do. Plus 1,000 to win the Eastern Conference right now. Pittsburgh Penguins plus 1,100. I don't get that at all. Um, yeah, I don't either. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I mean, Maple Leafs are the favorite, actually. I, so, to me, as, as a little bit, if you're not looking for like the favorite, you want a little bit of a long shot. And I think the Rangers plus a thousand is that really a long shot? But they are fifth on the on the list here. You got Tampa hmm. four twenty five. I'm sorry, Toronto four twenty five. Tampa four fifty. Carolina five hundred. Florida five fifty. Rangers plus a thousand. Yeah, so, I like the rags. I, I think the Rangers. They got they got the goalie. We know they got some. You know they can play in. They got the uh, Panner. The hell's his name? Panarin, yeah. <laughs> I'm so bad, bad at pronouncing some of these guys' names. They've got uh, some good players. They've got the goalie, too. You need the goalie. Yeah. Especially yeah. in the postseason, you need yeah. the goalie because goals are hard to come by. So the Eastern Conference, the Rangers would be my kind of pick. Uh, you know, Colorado, obviously, they've – you know, who went to Colorado for goal? I'm, I'm drawing a blank. Because that's sorry. the thing, they they didn't really fill the void. They, I mean, Georgiev, he was the backup in New York last year. Yes, that's right. That's right. Yep. Yeah. I don't know. I don't like. That, I don't, I don't see what, it. That's don't what most that. people are saying that. is like that yeah, Colorado that. is going to fall off because they didn't they didn't really do anything with the goaltending situation. Kemper's in Washington now. Yeah, I don't love that. Uh, maybe Minnesota. I was thinking that I in think the West. I, I made Minnesota, St. Louis, one of those two right there. Yeah. Uh, that could that are very close. They got Calgary a plus 700. I think Calgary falls off a little bit. Um, you know, Still they don't trust the Oilers. <laughs> I always like to ask people that. No, I know. I, I was looking at that and I saw plus 750 on the Oilers and then number three price. And it's, you know, they got the goalie now. Yeah, they could be dangerous. But no, I don't because I still feel like they're just top heavy. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's McDavid and Dreisaitl. And then after that, it's, and I think St. Louis, Minnesota, a little more depth. Um, yeah. A little more of depth there. Dallas Stars, I don't, I like the Stars, but I think those other two teams are better. Yeah. I, I, it's unfortunate, but I really do feel like the Rangers yeah. are just somehow coming together and they're going to, they're going to make some noise. And I, coming from a Penguins fan, that makes me extremely sad. I don't to like say. the Rangers either. So no yeah. one does. We all hate them. Yeah. So. Yeah. Rangers, but I yeah, they're gonna be good. Yeah. Uh, so there you go. I think maybe Rangers, Rangers Wild, Rangers Blues. That that's kind of maybe that'd be a, those would be those would be my law my uh my dream Stanley Cup. I don't know about Colorado now that's with the goaltending situation. Yeah. yeah. Vegas, I'd like to see Vegas do it for Cassidy, but I don't know. Jack Jack Eichel seems to me like he's a, a someone who figures out a way to lose too he loses <laughs> i mean he had that one year at bu where they were the you know by far the best team and i don't know if you guys remember that game where the goalie dropped the fuck in the net i do uh what was his name jesus uh, o'connor right matt o'connor i think so that sounds about right so yeah that's horrible for the kid but that was against a uh, providence providence right? college that's yeah, right providence like a four seed too and like and um tanev was on that team so it was uh, Noel Achari. That's right. Oh, wow. The more you Evan, know. Uh, Rodriguez was on for BU. Yep. Um, they had some good players. I think, was Gresslick still there? He might have been. He might have been. That might have been his senior year, too. Bonino was. was gone by he, then. He was on that team. Yeah, there were some players on that team that went on to play in the NHL. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, it's too bad. And then last question I'll ask you, just because I know we're maybe keeping you a little long here, but um, for we just talked Stanley Cup futures. Uh, we're a fourth of the way through the NFL season. I'm going to come back to football. Super Bowl winner? What are you thinking? Ugh, Super Bowl winner? Yeah. Um, when I watch Buffalo play and I watch Josh Allen, I say, how in the Christ does anyone stop? Yeah. Um, defensively, they're good, and that guy can beat you with the arm or the leg. So the only question is, can he take a full season of getting popped running the ball and not get hurt? I think he, they got a really good shot, Buffalo. Yeah, I think I don't think anybody's going to disagree with that. And those are the the uh, you know the odds that are the lowest. They're plus four hundred, so they're the favorite right now. Yeah, they're the favorite. Them. I know that's that's not really going on on a limb there, but they are <laughs> Buffalo, and they've lost a lot, so it is a little bit of a going on on a limb. Yeah, um, it's not the I, Eagles. I mean, yeah, that's right. The Eagles, the Eagles could, the Eagles should be the team to play them in the Super Bowl. The way they're playing right now, and the way Hertz is playing. Yeah, uh, that would be one heck of a Super Bowl, Philadelphia Buffalo. Yeah, uh, two. You know, I guess the Eagles did win it, beat the Pats a couple of years ago, but uh, two really um, excitable fan bases. I guess it's right? a good way to put it. Yeah, the opposite a, yeah. ends of like the likable spectrum and, too. Yeah, and uh-huh. probably <laughs> massive fight after the game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say you, 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 that was the most politically correct answer you could have given. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Excitable. Yeah. We'll go with that one. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I don't think the Patriots will be there. So uh, I think um, I think Buffalo is a good Buffalo Philly. Good Super Bowl. There you go. Yeah. Well, yeah. Turk, we uh, we definitely appreciate your time as always. Um, no good luck this NHL season. Stay hot in the NFL. Um, so. For all of our listeners, you know, go follow Turk on Twitter. Uh, we'll t- when we and tweet on this Sharp out Rank now too. and on Sharp Rank, we'll tag him when we tweet out Sharp the uh, interview. So. Go give him a follow. And once again, we really appreciate the time. No problem. Thanks, guys. Big thanks to Turk. Always fun chatting with him. Um, He's always a blast to talk to. I I feel like whenever we talk to him, like a third of it is actually put out there. And then the other like two thirds are just us either before or after the record and just going for another like 20 or 30 minutes. Yeah. Turk's always a blast. Um, Definitely knows his stuff. You can you can tell Um, he's been doing this for a while now. So been around the block a time or two when it comes to the sports betting world and i can't emphasize this enough go give him a follow on twitter i'm sure the three of us will be on his program the ice box coming up shortly so be on the lookout for that great daily nhl wager show on twitter 4 p.m usually every single day all right let's go around the league for injuries real quick and then we will get into some of the betting trends that we have noticed uh the red wings Bertuzzi is going to be out four to six weeks with an upper body injury. The Leafs, uh, Matt Murray is going to be out at least four weeks with a hip injury. And Rick Rowley is already photoshopping his pads as band-aids. So everything's going great in Toronto. Uh, Nick Schmaltz is out six to eight weeks for the Coyotes with an upper body injury. Uh, the Blue Jackets' is Patrick Laine is out three to four weeks with an elbow sprain. And then the Canadians' Mike Matheson is out eight weeks with an abdominal strain. Um the Leafs memes are a little premature, if you want my honest opinion. I was watching NHL Network yeah. with Jackie Redmond and EJ Raddick, and we were already talking about firing Sheldon Keefe, and I believe the Leafs are 2-2. Two and two. So, Jesus Christ. We're there. That's insane. <laughs> we're there. It's We're officially in panic mode at 500 win percentage for the Leafs. So just wanted to say to all you people in Toronto, it's going to be okay. We're 4 and like. When you signed those two goalies, did you really think you'd start any better than two and two? Like We, we all know they're not going to fire their GM. They're not going to fire their coach. They're going to make two more insignificant changes in the offseason and expect everything to magically fall into place. And it's yeah. not. Yeah. Ouch. You know, this is just their classic Yankees, Lakers, Cowboys, Maple Leafs, Alabama loses a game. Everyone freaks out. Only thing is, almost all those teams you've mentioned have won a championship recently. <laughs> <laughs> Not the Yanks, although that could change. Any idea what the score? Yeah, but they at least game? have like a what d- happened? Oh, I, think, I think they cleaned up. They I, I know. They won I know. I know they had a three-run homer in the first inning. I didn't even God look, look at the score after that. Stanton cause... and Judge homered. Yep. Okay, so they won. All right, moving yeah. on. Um, let's talk about um the betting trends that we are seeing so far. 
Um, what do you guys have? Just Jack out of curiosity. Shit, right now I have had zero luck so far this season. Well, not zero luck, but I just I feel like I can't find my rhythm. I know it's still early. Um, a couple of the things I was looking at, I was trying to get hot on the stars, but um, I don't know why I just couldn't find the rhythm there either. And uh, you know, the interview that we just had uh, with Cole, I think he made a great point about the stars is Ottinger's a scary guy. Um, he's either going to come in and win you the bet or fuck up the bet. And in my case, he's done that to me twice. So I'm probably going to steer away for them for the time being. Yeah. I haven't found my rhythm yet, but we're not, we're not really down a bad way or anything. Um, mostly just trying to get my sharp rank score going here. But, um, I did get a, a, a little fun one yesterday. I, was looking at the props. I haven't toyed around too much with the props on Sharp Rank, but I was looking at them yesterday, and so they've got a lot of like specific ones on there, which is fun. Um, and randomly, I took Ov to score the last goal of the Caps game, mostly because he always gets the empty netters, right? Because they're looking for him at the end of the game. So I was figuring, like, oh, if the Caps are up, they'll try to feed him for an empty netter. It was like plus eight hundred. Wish I took it with real money because it hit and it wasn't even an empty netter. He scored like another just normal goal with a couple minutes left. So hopefully we can turn that into uh, me kind of getting on the right track here. You and I are what in NHL and sharp rank 28th and 29th, I think. We're still like, yeah, we're somewhere in the mix of like top 50, top 100, you know, all all that good stuff. So we're not, we're not terrible, but, uh, and I definitely still have a, a winning record by a decent amount in like total NHL bets, which, you know, that's all you can really ask for, but I definitely want to keep it that way. For sure. couple of things I've noticed. Um, we talked about the wild. We're about to interview a Minnesota wild fan, but they're over is three and zero. obviously. I mean, they're letting other teams cover the over single handedly. So until that stops, I would keep betting it. And then the Carolina hurricanes under it's hit all three games so far in their first three games of the season. I've taken it twice. It's been good to me. Um, I'm more than certain McDavid over one and a half is going to carry us through the rest of October. I'm on that tonight as we're recording this against the Buffalo Sabres. Those are the three big trends that I've seen so far. Uh, You can find all of our picks on SharpRink. Speaking of SharpRink, I think Mac has a word for them. I sure do. Just want to remind everyone that this season and all seasons, all of our picks are powered by Sharp Rank. They have done something really cool here by creating a rating system that you can track your bets on, hold yourself accountable, and climb up the rankings in the leaderboard on the overall or specific sports that you like. So uh, go ahead and give me, Harry, and Nick a follow on Sharp Rank. Check out our picks daily. And make your own picks. Uh, and if you want to be in our little hockey sharp rank league, let us know. That's supposed to get going some point soon, too. I think so. Yeah, coming soon. Yeah, working out some details on that. But once that gets up and going, we'll let you guys know. Um, let's hop into the State of the Union. Uh, let's start with the pens real quick, because I know you guys probably have some comments about the caps. I'm going to be fully transparent. I've been reading articles on the athletic and watching highlights. I have not gotten to watch a full game yet. We had our watch party. My best friend got engaged on Saturday. Shout out to my boy, Mike Zito, listener of the program. Very nice. happy for you, buddy. And then last night, I had, he was at the, uh, yeah. the event. Shout out to him for that, too. Yep. And then last night I had beer league the same time we lost to the Habs. Uh, so I haven't really gotten to watch any full game. But from what I've seen, Crosby's Crosby. And as long as that's going to happen, we always have a chance. Uh, he was first star of the week for um, the NHL in week one. That's always great to see. Malkin gets on the board last night against Montreal. And Kasperi Kapanen, holy shit, we might have something here. I think he's got three points through three games, a goal and two assists. If he can keep that up, we're going to be just fine. So I'm not worried. Jari didn't even start against Montreal, so it doesn't even count in my opinion. Who cares? Um, Pens look okay. I'm excited to actually watch a couple games this week and weekend. We got the LA Kings on Thursday, which I think is worth mentioning. We suck against them. So I would not. And they're not playing bad at all. No, they're, they're one of the teams that I would say is whenever they're a dog, they're well worth the cash. So if you take the Kings on Thursday against the Pens, I would not say that's a dumb bet at all. Uh, I'll let you guys rant about the caps. Yeah. So that start wasn't ideal. Um, 
and you know I don't want to say anyone panicked. I, I I don't think we panicked at all, but there was definitely some things that were not looking good in the five, two loss to Boston and the three, two loss to Toronto bouncing back. I mean, even I had some issues with what was going on in the Montreal game, but the six, four win event against Vancouver the other night, that was a big one. Uh, they were down in that game and they fought their way back into it and were able to get a win. And right now that's the most important thing. I definitely don't think I could say that any of those four games, they played like 60 minutes of hockey the way I no. want to see it, but there's been some, some bright spots, some dark spots, and that's pretty much what you got to expect out of the first couple of games for any team, the way I look at it. Um, I will say, yeah, that win against Vancouver, it's a big win early on in the season. You go down by two, uh, going into the third, you definitely want to like kind of instill the belief in your team that you can win games like that early on in the season. So that was definitely a, a good little benchmark to get. Um, and yeah, hopefully they'll uh, continue to trend in the right direction. I think we got Ottawa next and then uh, every Canadian team right off the bat. We also, if I'm not mistaken, after that, it, it gets kind of hard. There's like, uh, I want to say like Nashville and Carolina are coming up and um, yeah, no, it's, I mean, there's not a lot of easy nights in the NHL in general, but I, I think uh, we've got our work cut out for us the next couple of weeks. How are you feeling about our bet? I feel pretty good about it. I mean, I, I think it's a good bet in general, because if anything that I've, if there's anything I've learned from these first couple of games for both the Penguins and the Capitals, I think they're going to be pretty close. Like I, I do think they're going to be pretty comparable teams and uh, by the end of the year, it might uh, might just be a couple of games that decides this very costly bet. For those that might not have listened, could you uh, run through the stakes of the bet one more time? Well, I think the rules, correct me if I'm wrong, I'm pretty sure this was it. Whoever goes farther, assuming both teams make the playoffs, whoever goes farther in the playoffs, um, strictly on rounds, wins the bet if that's a if the playoffs are a wash let's say both teams miss or like they both lose in the first round then we use regular season points as the tiebreaker and then what's the punishment mac can you remind me so i i think you're correct on everything you said and then i think the punishment is that the other one the the person who loses has to purchase a it, like if i lose i get a crosby jersey if you lose you get a novi jersey and we have to hang it behind us during a full season of the pod uh, next year. Next year. Yeah, that's that's just about that's torture. So pretty bad. Yeah, it's pretty every, bad. Every interview gets, oh, you guys are Cavs fans? No. Why is there a Vetchkin <laughs> thing? Oh, well, there was a bet that I lost. Yeah, yeah. that'll be fun. Yeah, it's going to be annoying. Yeah. Um, anyways, real quick before we wrap up, let's move on to the Fantasy League. Um Mac, Nick, you guys got anything you want to say? My team sucks ass. I lost week one, but I'm feeling good. again. I'm playing against my sister this week, uh, and she's been trash-talking me so far the first couple of days of the matchup. But uh, I think I'm I think I'm going to bounce back and go one-on-one. One. Harry, I want to hear your thoughts because I know typically you haven't uh, you haven't participated in fantasy hockey, not necessarily your favorite thing, but you were saying you're actually enjoying it. I am. I thought it was going to be really hard to follow along just because, you know, you got guys playing one night, not the next night injuries, fucking Jacob run out for personal reasons. I don't know what those reasons are. If it comes out, it's bad. I don't mean that in a bad way, but that really fucked my lineup. Um, it's a lot of fun, though. It's not that hard to keep up with um, every day, every morning. Mac, you said when you wake up, you just check it, set the lineup. I'm really enjoying that. Is it David Savard, the defenseman for the Canadians? Yes, I think so. Bro, he's a shot blocking machine. Like mm-hmm. it's those little things that it's you learn crazy about. what you get points. Yeah, about. it's fun because it really makes you pay more attention and and learn new things like that. So. Shots on goal as a defenseman is like stairway to heaven in terms of points. Well, and I like it too because it teaches me things about betting too, right? Like if I've got a, a defender on my team that night in night out, I'm checking his his points for the night, and I'm like, oh, three shots again, boom, four shots next night, two the next night. I'm like, dang, I should look at like what his over under shots on goal is set at. And you look up, it's like over one and a half for like minus one twenty, and you're like, boom, give me that. Mac, you you I think you're gonna be the the EB member of the uh, shots on goal army. I could totally see I, that happen. I got into it a little bit last year, and I don't think I did it the right way. But I I have sort of been paying attention to how this this 
as you've called it, the shots on goal army on Twitter has been sort of going about this. And I think there's a, a real serious science to it. It's yeah. one of my favorite bets to do in the playoffs because it's one of the few things that's relatively consistent. It's it's hard, but it's fun. And it's fun too with guys blocking shots and, and all that. And you're like, dang, he tried to shoot it, but it hit the post or it got blocked or whatever. It's Hit the post with the shot. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Doc. Well, uh, I think that'll just about do it for us on this episode. We appreciate everybody listening. If you guys don't have any final notes, then I think uh, we're out of here. Yep, I'm good. All righty. Sounds good. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We appreciate the love and support. Thank you, Turk, for joining us. We'll be back next week. A couple good interview guests coming up on the pod for the next couple weeks. So stay tuned. Without further ado. Class dismissed. <laughs>